Hi, I'm Christy Wimpery, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck, and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business with their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, friend. I've got something special to share with you today. Have you ever wondered if there was a career where you could work from home and still make a great income? Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Becoming a Transaction Coordinator. I know that this is such a powerful career for so many people that I want to share the opportunity that I have been given with as many people as possible. That's why I've created the TC Quiz. It's a fun way to explore if becoming a transaction coordinator might be the perfect fit for you. Imagine having the flexibility to work from home and enjoying the financial rewards. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash TC Quiz and start exploring your journey towards an amazing home-based career. It's all about making your dreams a reality one step at a time. Hey guys, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Erin Scott, and she has a really fascinating story. Um, So welcome to the show, Erin. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So I know a little bit about your uh, journey, but why don't you go ahead and tell um, our listeners, you know, how you got your business started, what is your business, and just, you know, Take it away. Sure. So uh, up until 2018, I was very content uh, working my day job and as a paralegal in a law office. And I did a lot of volunteer work with dogs here in Baltimore. And dogs have become a huge passion of mine. The funny thing is that I did not grow up with animals. And uh, I always joke I was a reluctant dog owner. And it was totally my husband's idea to get a dog. And it totally fell in love with them. It completely changed my life. And I you know, was spending all this time you know, helping run this nonprofit organization here in Baltimore. And in early 2018, I found a lump in my breast that turned out to be breast cancer. And I was only 38 at the time. So I had never had like a mammogram or anything like that. And I totally found this like by accident in the shower. I can't even say I was like, oh, doing my monthly checks or anything, nothing like right. that, just total accident. And it was a huge shock. Yeah. You know, I have joked before because, you know, it's like you have to find the humor in these moments, right? Like that we're not a cancer family, we're a heart attack family. So here I was trying to, you know, be really active and with my diet and, you know, all these things. And, you know, and I, I find this and what was a double layer of, you know, concern and shock to the situation for our family was that we actually lost my mother-in-law to breast cancer. It was actually 20 years ago this month. And, uh, it was a similar thing where like they thought they caught it early and you know i i wish i knew then what i knew now about you know what questions to ask and all that you know but yeah i mean she passed away like less than a year uh, after she was diagnosed and she was only 47 uh, at the time wow. and she wasn't even actually my mother-in-law yet we were just my husband and i were just still dating at the time so it was really hard to trust the doctors saying, oh, you're, you're great. You know, you're, we're going to go through this. I mean, I, I went through chemo, had two lumpectomy surgeries, went through 
25 radiation treatments and then was also on another therapy that went in through my port for a year. Um, you know, I went every three weeks for a year. So I, yeah. I finished my treatment, got my port out the same week I turned 40. And it felt like this big, like, new decade, new chapter of life, new energy, you know, who does kind of moment, you know, and, and it, it felt like a new lease on on life. And, you know, I had spent a lot of time reflecting. It was one thing that, you know, I was, I'm usually a pretty reflective person, you know, do therapy, all these things. But just thinking about like, well, what do I want out of life? And throughout the time I had been in, in treatment for cancer, you know, I was still working at the law office and I, I worked in a small office and my boss who owns the firm, his name on the door, he was so great, so supportive, so accommodating to everything I had going on. But what was really interesting was I had other colleagues who weren't. <laughs> they thought, or at least the way I interpreted it was that yeah. this was a really big inconvenience for them. <laughs> you know, we're a small office. Having somebody who's not there 100% of the time because I was missing time due to chemo, I was missing time due to appointments, you know, things like this. The day after you have chemo, you really can't go anywhere or do anything. You're very nauseous, and even with right. the medications they give you. And uh, and it and I wasn't a lot of times when I was there, I wasn't at a hundred percent like I used to be. You know, yeah. It's like it took everything I had to get out of the, you know, get out of bed, drive to the office, and now I'm like, oh crap, I got to sit here and work all day, and I got nothing left in the tank. You right. Know? I mean, you were giving the 100% that you had. Had to give. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. definitely not at the level that it once had been. And, right. and when you're in a small office, like, it makes a difference. Yeah. And I guess it was really this moment of kind of like, oh, in the position that I'm in professionally that I've been doing for, you know, 20 years now, I'm never going to be in control of my work environment because that's the nature of the job. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm never the one who's making the decisions and calling the shots. It's my job to like need to be needed and do, you know, what needs to be done. Right. And that worked for me when I was 25 and didn't know what I was doing. Right. But at, you know, 40, it was like, oh dear. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is going to fit with what I would like the rest of my life to look like. And I didn't know what to do with that at first. It was just kind of like, oh, we're going to need to figure something out here moving forward. And the first thing I did was I started a podcast. It was 2019. It was like the thing to do. And I took a, an online course with a coach named Kelsey Murphy. And she actually did like a small group and she would give you like one-on-one -on -one feedback. I don't think she does that model of it anymore, but that was so helpful to me in just building confidence. Like I said, I'm a, a dog lover. For a long time, I have been listening to podcasts and I just thought they were for true crime. And then one day I realized, oh, there's dog podcasts. <laughs> and and I wasn't finding what I wanted, right? Like there was a lot of like dog training information and like veterinarians and like, I just like hearing people's stories. And, I, and that was what I wanted to hear was just, I do all this volunteer work, right? And I get to meet all these cool people. Like I have this friend who left her very fancy corporate job with the C-suite people. And she's now a trick dog trainer. 
And her dogs have been in like Mercedes Benz commercials and Chewy.com commercials. And she like travels around. Yeah. Like I feel like I get to meet these cool people. And, you know, this one woman left her marketing career and she started a nonprofit and she literally goes door to door in Baltimore in like under-resourced communities. And she's like, hey, do you have a pet? Do you need any help? You need food, litter, a vet appointment? Like, what can we do to help? And she started this whole nonprofit movement. And That's cool. Yeah, like, I'm like, I know, everybody should know this, right? Like, you should know amazing people. And my husband, you know, he's always been my biggest cheerleader in all of this. And he's like, I think you need to start a podcast. And uh, I actually had some friends who had started one. It was, I wish they were still doing it. It was like dating horror stories. It was very funny. Oh, I bet that is funny. <laughs> and they were, they were like, you should do this. You know, you, you can do it. And so that was what gave me like the real courage to start. And, you know, really quickly, it kind of snowballed there. There's a lot more pet industry podcasts now than there was then, but you know, I, I got to interview people that were putting out books, like this kind of famous dog trainer who had a book coming out was one of my early interviews. And I was like, oh, my God, I, you know, total imposter syndrome set in, you know, and and then it's just kind of snowballed and grown from there. And uh, one of the things I've gotten to do is start a second podcast with one of the biggest bloggers in my niche. And that has been really exciting and just led to so many other partnerships. I created my own uh, digital product for pet parents that I'm hoping nice. is going to be turned into like a published book soon. So anyway, it's just, that was what all got the ball rolling. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's not, I, I, it's not like it was a, um, I guess an intentional career change, right? It just kind of, you just started the podcast and then like little by little, it opened up more and more opportunities so can you can you touch on that like what what is your your thought because I think so, so many people think about okay I I want to pursue my dream but I need to know the end goal like I need to know exactly where it's going to take me and I I've come to the I've come to the theory um and talking about dogs that was mine <laughs> I've come to the theory that you know it's like just take another step forward Yes. In in the direction that you feel like you should be going because there's no telling where it's going to lead you and the opportunities that's going to open. Correct. That's, you know, I just kept feeling like I'm just going to take the next right step. I knew when I started this podcast, it was not going to overnight be, you know, oh, I can quit my job now or anything. So I guess the first thing that happened was, you know, I just started getting to network with people, you know, I was looking for guests, you know, people I was interested in. And then they had a really good experience and were like, oh, you know who you should meet? You know, you should talk to this person. You should talk to that person. And it, you know, gave me like an excuse to approach people. And, you know, and and I'm like such a fangirl sometimes of people, you know, that it, you know, it's important to me to like always be authentic and genuine, you know, in who I'm approaching to be on the podcast. And then, of course, I start getting, you know, pitched by people. And what I really noticed was growing my download numbers, not overnight necessarily, but like sort of trending over time was that I would guess, you know, I would be a guest on somebody else's podcast. You know, we do a podcast swap. And I think over like a six month, you know, period, I did like three or four or five of these. And it was like, oh, there was suddenly like a big jump in the download numbers. And so that was really exciting to me. And 
what happened during during the whole COVID quarantine time, my dog Penny, who unfortunately passed away a couple months ago, but she had this health crisis that was like during all the lockdown time. And so we weren't able to get in and like see our vet. We have a very special vet and very special relationship where she works out of her home, but you know, she didn't want like people coming in her home. Right. Yeah. Even we were doing, you know, like driveway curbside, you know, type stuff. And she wanted me to like really, it was like allergy related. And she wanted me to really be tracking like everything that we're doing, everything that she's eating, every, you know, supplement, you know, we would try Epsom salt foot soaks and green tea foot soaks and all of these different things. And I needed a system to like keep track of everything that we were doing. And I was like looking around online, like there's got to be some kind of like journal for dogs. And, you know, I, I couldn't find it. So I just created something very crude in Canva and, you know, started uh, keeping track of things that way. And my vet was like, oh, my God, I wish everybody did it like this. Like I had the way I had organized it laid out, you know, the things I was including. And so I was like, I bet other people would need this, too, because she's like, I wish all of my clients had this, you know. So I like hired a graphic designer like off of Fiverr and, you know, got them to make like a much nicer version. But then I was like, well, people need to understand uh, how to use it. You know, and so I created all of this, this book and this whole content and there's stuff to help you with your vet visits and uh, stuff to help you with your like your daily tracking and how to keep track and organize your dog's medical records and what to ask for. And I was just like brain dumping all of this knowledge out of my now almost 20 years of, you know, being a dog mom. And created this dog health journal. And then I'm like, oh, and I can, you know, advertise this on the podcast. And I now have a reason to go on other podcasts and talk about it and, you know, develop these relationships. And people wanted to be affiliates for it because they enjoyed it so much. You know, people who are vet techs are like, I want my vets to see it. I want my clients, you know, to use this. So I would make people affiliates. And now they're selling it on my behalf too, you know. It's amazing. I really want it to be like a hard copy journal. And we're getting there. <laughs> it has taken much longer than I ever thought because there needs to be some changes to some of the graphic design. But uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. I feel like I've been saying that for like two years, but we're getting there. <laughs> Sometimes the best projects take the longest time, right? And it's just, um, you know, little by little you perfect them. I was actually working on one of my systems prior to us getting on the call. And it's, it's something that I've had on my, you know, on my to-do list for like a year. And I'm like, okay, I just, I just need to little by little work on it and get it plugged up, uh, plugged away. But, um, so how, how hard has it been to, to launch this product? I mean, coming up with the idea and like you said, the brain dump, I'm sure that kind of came naturally, but I'm sure you've also had to learn a lot of different things that you didn't know how to do before, like maybe find the graphic designers and, you know, you tell us about like all the different things you've had to do to be able to create this product. Well, I mean, certainly with you know, developing a website and a sales page and, you know, even though this is more of like a low ticket type item, you know, you still have to to figure out how to design that and set up like an email system and come up with like a, you know, a freebie opt-in and launch an email list. And what am I going to talk about in the email list and the nurture sequence and all these things, you know? A lot of it was, yeah, more on, on that kind of end because I, I wanted this to work, you know, I wanted you to get an instant download, you know, I want it to, to work the way it's supposed to work, right? And and then what's interesting, right, with like, I never did like a big launch. It was just, 
hey, I have this now. And then, you know, I go on this podcast or that podcast and I'll start seeing like a spike in the sales, you know, every time I would go and talk about it. Or, you know, I get to connect with somebody that like, there's like various dog health Facebook groups and I they'll let me be a guest in there and, you know, talk about it. And it's like, oh, here's the, you know, number. So I feel like I'm kind of constantly like launching it and talking about it, you know. Makes I've never sense. looked at it as one big, you know, thing at a time. It's just sort of a, a constant, looking for new a new new people who haven't heard about it yet and uh and i'm getting to spread the word well that's awesome what's the product called that way it's called uh the dog health journal yeah you can find it at erinthedogmom.com <laughs> okay perfect have you ever had any have you thought about putting it on like amazon and you know like a retailers like that yeah that's what i'm hoping we can figure out a system for for making it like a hard copy thing I've 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 spent an inordinate amount of time researching all of the options to figure out how you take this and make it into yeah a physical product and and yeah an inordinate amount of time. <laughs> I bet I would think that would be a, a big challenge is like finding a manufacturer and you know I I really enjoy I love watching Shark Tank and so <laughs> whenever I think about the different things that they have to go through to you know put a product out in the universe it's it's interesting. Yeah, because you either have to print it yourself, get enough shipped to you, but then you're responsible for the fulfillment, right? So it's like, right. what, I'm going to have like a thousand of these in the guest room, you know? Right, right. Or uh, you have to like go to like an Amazon, but then they have various like contracts and things where you can't sell it anywhere else except through them. And so I have a hard time with like... You know, I, I'd like to be in control of the delivery method. You know, I like to include some little paw print stickers or, a, you know, a business card and not just like get the Amazon thing. And so, yeah, that's what I guess you have to kind of go back and forth and weigh, weigh the pros and cons of like, you know, what's Im important to you, like the easiness of it or like you kind of being able to personalize the experience. For yeah. Well, I do think personalizing it really can great raving fans. I was listening to a podcast today and I uh, forget the lady that was speaking on it, but she said like the, the most important thing is to build trust with somebody. She was like, it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many names you have on an email list, et cetera, but you know, do they trust you? And so I think doing little things like that to personalize it does help build that trust. And that's important to like who I am and my values of a, as a person, you know, and like wanting to everything to be really from my heart, you know, <laughs> and not just like from Amazon or anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I know. I love that. I think that's great. So you also talked about how you now you help like um, solopreneurs and petpreneurs pitch themselves as guests on podcasts. Can you kind of dive in? dive into that? So that's one of those things where I don't know if you've ever been in one of those like, online courses or, or read where they say, well, what do people come to you for? And, you know, that was something that was been happening kind of behind the scenes. You know, I'm obviously pitching myself as a guest and, and seeing the benefit of that, especially, like I said, it's important for me to always connect with somebody really authentically. And my husband plays a lot of video games and he will use this phrase called spray and pray <laughs> where you just kind of <laughs> shoot a bunch of bullets everywhere and hope some of them hit the target. You know? Oh, that's funny. And so like I, 
like to me it does not feel aligned to just copy and paste and send the same email out to like a hundred people and hope that a couple of them you know respond you know to me it's important that i you know sometimes you'll listen to a podcast and be like oh i don't think i want to be on that (laughs) or you know i've had i've had moments like that and so when I had people come to me and be like, oh, I want to launch my podcast, I would help them. And then it would get into, well, how do you spread the word? And I would say, going on other podcasts, you know, and well, how do you do that? And so I've kind of had some people that I've like been coaching and helping out and and they were, you know, really happy with how how things, you know, people had like a big podcast launch and, and things like this. And and again, my husband's kind of like, I think you have a business here. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I never even thought about that. It was just kind of what I did. And so I started kind of being like, okay, let, what would that look like? And how, who could I help? And, you know, I have a, a great network in the pet industry, but through various, you know, Facebook groups and online courses, you know, I have a lot of people. I have several, like, I'm in like two different accountability groups with a lot of people who are other like coaches and things like this. And they're like, oh, I want to learn this too. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, here, here's what we can do. So I feel like I've been doing a lot of, you know, like beta testing and working out the process, you know, over the last probably year or so to really make sure I understand like what, you know, what people need and, and things like that. So that's been really exciting to do. And then to you see like this very physical, you know, ROI of like, oh, look, this person had been trying to pitch themselves and wasn't having any luck. And now they're booked on two podcasts this week, you know, and it's really exciting to see uh, that, you know, go go live and, and feel like, oh, I, I had a hand in nurturing this along, you know? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, you, you, it definitely gives you like a sense of pride whenever yeah. you've helped somebody um, get to a goal. For sure. So uh, how, what do you tell people as far as like to, to pitch themselves to other podcast hosts that maybe, you know, if they don't know that person, how do they go about reaching out and asking to be on the podcast in a way that, you know, the guest or the host would want them to come on? So I call it the friends first approach, (laughs) you know, First, you know, listen to the podcast. Maybe you don't you don't even have to listen to the whole thing, but listen to the beginning of it or the last few minutes and see kind of their style. You know, do a little bit of research. You know, sometimes I'll see the name of a, a podcast and then realize, oh, they don't even have guests on their podcast. So it would not make sense for me, you know, right. to approach them. And <laughs> I call it getting pitch slapped when, you know, you like approach somebody and it's like, nope. Uh, so you don't want to get pitch slapped. So, you know, follow them on Instagram. If they have join their Facebook group, you know, if they have, you know, a low ticket item, you know, make a small purchase. And, and then when you, you know, approach them, you can be like, hey, I, I used your, you know, your ebook and this was really helpful to me. And, you know, this is what I, you know, can do. Like, you know, make it really genuine. Like, I get so many bad pitches. <laughs> and and I'll be honest, I get so many bad pitches from PR companies. Like people will hire these companies and they're generic and they're copy and paste. And sometimes they, you know, forgot to update the name of the podcast. So, you know, oh, they're no. sending it to me, but it has the name of the wrong podcast yeah. in it. And somebody somewhere on the internet must be teaching people that you always start with I listened to an episode of your podcast and really liked it or, you know, cause it just sounds very generic and, and that, you know, maybe 
that doesn't matter to some people, but like that matters to me. And, and I think it matters when you're just starting out and with the kind of people that I like to work with, those things matter, you know, so, so get to know the person and who they are. And, and, you know, even if it's commenting on social media and not just, you know, heart eyes or something, but like leaving a valuable comment and, you know, get, let them get to know your name a few times before you approach them. Before you know? out, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I call it the friend's first approach. <laughs> I, I like that. And I mean, it's so true. And then, um, again, it's building trust. And, you know, if they've um, seen your name a few times and they, you know, I think there's, it automatically builds on a little bit of trust that they recognize your name. And I've done some of this kind of by accident because like there's someone who has a, a membership for women in the pet industry and I joined the membership. And then over time, you know, when she was looking for guests and she's like, you know, people in the group pitch me an idea and I'm like, well, let's do a podcast about podcasting. And it's like, oh, great. You know, and I never joined her group with the agenda of being a guest on her podcast, you know, but like it, it worked out that way. So if there are people who are like your goal and one of the things I do with people is, is show them ways to find new podcasts and how to determine kind of like, where do you start at, you know, and then like kind of make your goal list. And so, you know, join those Facebook groups, join those membership programs to, you know, start getting your name out there. You know, you don't have to bankrupt yourself doing that. Right. You know? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just doing something like that to like get into the mix and get on, you know, the person's radar. Right. And you mentioned earlier about being in some, in some like accountability groups. So even if it's not for podcasting, you know, let's say somebody wants to start, um, some other kind of business, how did you go about finding your accountability groups or what would you suggest of? Well, there's a couple different ways that you can do it. I had joined an online course and it had hundreds of women in the course and, various kind of subsets of people connected, uh, you know, through the course. And, and that those are how I ended up finding one of the groups that I'm with. So, you know, we kind of have like our own mastermind that we've done for, you know, two or three, this might even be three years now. Nice. And, um, and then the other one was just somebody who I think I joined her, her email list through like a, a summit and, you know, she, it was one of her offerings. And so that was really cool because I, I didn't have any like background or, you know, and everybody who's come has been, you know, from totally different places. And so that's been really fun to be a part of. But this woman, you know, she's very she draws people who are like very aligned, you know, to her. And so mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, I'll feel really comfortable in this group because I really like, you know, how, how she presents herself. And I know that she's not for everybody. So <laughs> the other people there will be a good fit. But for somebody who's not in that kind of position, you know, I think you can reach out in different Facebook groups and you might have to do some different meet and greets and, you know, maybe not everybody's for you or, right. you know, but, but I think it's, it's good to put yourself out there and, you know, I don't have anybody in my everyday world who's any kind of like online entrepreneur or an entrepreneur really at all. You know, both of my parents and my grandmother all worked government jobs with pensions. And, you know, my grandmother is 99 years old. And like, she basically says the same thing to me every time, which is like, you need a job with a pension. And I'm <laughs> oh like, gosh. they don't even make those anymore, grandma, you know? I and know. So, my grandmother, yeah, my father, we... <laughs> my oh, father like does not understand what a podcast is. You know, he's like, she does this podcast, you know? So, 
my husband is like my biggest cheerleader, but yeah, I didn't have anybody in my life that's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, you know, let's talk about it. <laughs> like, I didn't have any of that. <laughs> right. Um, it's, I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who have those same goals and mindset and, and you may not find it in your, in your life, like, yeah. but that's the beauty of Facebook groups and online community now is you can truly connect with people all over the world who yeah. are aligned with your values and stuff. Because yeah, I'm this, I'm the same way. Um, I have some people in my life who were kind of, you know, in the or, um, business owners and stuff like that. But most of the people that I'm, you know, I really, really connect with where we've met through Facebook groups and, you know, in, in my industry and stuff, but we're scattered out all over the nation. Right. So, but it's funny that you mentioned your grandmother because every time I would see my grandparents, they were like, what are you doing now, Christy? Like, <laughs> I'm like doing the same thing I was doing. I'm, I'm running a business and they're just like, you know, they, if it's not something that they see as like a steady income, right? it's like, you know, I think they're just a little, a little scared for you. Yeah. One of my friends who has a very successful business online, she said that her father will be like slipping her 20 bucks like because <laughs> he just doesn't get it. He's like, do you need anything? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, oh, thanks, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but the, yeah, I know whenever I, I first started my, um, well, no, not when I first started my business. So whenever I was going to go into real estate, I I started getting a little bit more cautious about telling my parents the different careers that I wanted to do because so many times they were not, it's not that they weren't support supportive. It's just, I think they were more scared of like, that doesn't sound like that super stable. Yeah. And so I had, I started getting to the point where I was like, I don't know that I want to share this with them just right now until I'm doing it and being successful because you know, I don't want the, um, the, my excitement to be deflated or anything yes. like that. And, but now they see what I've grown and built with my business and, and, you know, they're just kind of amazed, but it, it was risky, you know, it wasn't safe. And, but I mean, now look at what you've done and, and that kind of, I wanted to circle back on that. So you were talking about, you know, being the paralegal, at what point did you just did you step away from that? Well, I guess I've just sort of stepped down <laughs> a little. Oh, okay, I still kind of work part time. Gotcha. Okay. And my boss actually ended up making some personnel changes over the the years, and so it's just him and I now, and we don't I don't have the other colleagues there. Gotcha. Which is probably much better for you, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's when somebody's going through something so traumatic as that, like ever you want people around you who are supportive. Yeah, it it was kind of traumatic, you know. <laughs> it really yeah. and and honestly, like the the work aspect of it was part of the trauma of it, you know, of like, oh, I've worked with these people for so long, they've known me for so long. And I was just in shock of kind of like how things were had played out at that time. And yeah. that, that felt like an additional, you know, insult to injury kind of thing. Right. Right. Yes, I absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you are in remission. Well, is that, am survivor. I saying it right? Sur okay. Survivor. Yes. Yep. So, so glad that you have survived that and everything is going well. And, and like you said, that, that kind of catapulted this whole new, new journey for you. Yeah. 
What would you say? So I know you said earlier, you know, just don't, don't wait, don't wait till you have a, a diagnosis like that to make a big change. And I think sometimes um, it does take, well, I don't want to say it that way, but I think for so many people, sometimes it is like a, a, a major, something major has happened in their life that finally, you know, gets them to move forward on their dream. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, don't wait until you have a prognosis like that. Um, but how would you encourage somebody to, you know, to take that chance, even if they don't have like something major that's happened in their, in their life? Well, I guess I, I just look at myself and going back to childhood, I would have these nudges or these ideas that really excited me. And when I would share them with other people and they didn't share my excitement or they didn't get it, I always let that extinguish my flame. And I, I wish that for me it hadn't taken, you know, getting a, a, a cancer diagnosis to really stop and, and take stock of my life. And so I think that all of us at any time can stop and be like, what am I doing? You know, but it, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's yeah. uncomfortable. It's it's scary to think about, you know, well, if I don't do this, what what would I do? I have to pay the bills. You know, I have to pay the mortgage. Right. I, I got to send these dogs to college, you know, <laughs> like, right, right, yeah. what am I going to do? But I, I think it's just, for me, what has felt comfortable is just taking the next right step. And, you know, yeah, I knew that starting this podcast wasn't going to, you know, change my whole life. I was not going to be Joe Rogan or, or whatever, you know. But to me, it just felt like, well, that's the next, that's what I, the next right step. And then I've just tried to continue following that along. And so if you do have, you know, these nudges, you know, take the next right step and, and find, you know, hopefully you can find a, a supportive, you know, group of people to help cheer you on with that too, because that has been a big part of my journey as well. And like I said, it has not been the people who are already in my life and, and you might have to, you know, like you said, like kind of decide who you're going to share what with in your life. Because again, don't let that flame be extinguished because it was like, do I want to live with the pain of putting myself out there and seeing what happens? Or do I want to live with the pain of never having done it and not knowing and knowing I had all this stuff and didn't do anything about it? And to me, it was like, oh, I can't live with that kind of discomfort anymore. I have to at least try and see what happens. Right. Absolutely. I um, I definitely believe like there, we all have our own God-given abilities and something inside of us. And we each and every one of us can make a difference in the world. And I know you said, you know, like you'll never be Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan wasn't even Joe Rogan except by name, you know, at one point in time in his life. So right. there's just no telling where it could, the podcast could lead up or lead to, or your product could lead to. And, and then also like the dogs that the, the parents who are using your, your pet journal like you could potentially be saving an animal's life that you don't even know about because you know what I mean? And so those are, it's just amazing whenever you like you, you step out, follow your heart, follow the nudging and nudging in your spirit. Don't let somebody else extinguish your flame. Like the impact that could make that you don't even know about. 
Yeah, I mean, I just got to an amazing testimonial this week that somebody's dog had been having stomach issues and they figured out it was like a certain brand of dog food that was always upsetting their dog's stomach. And, you know, and I'm like, ah, this is so exciting. That's why I created this, you know, and yeah, just all these little things like add up to like this snowball. And I have to stop and reflect on them because I sometimes start beating myself up with you know, all the things that, you know, I should be doing right, right now, and that I could be doing. And, uh, and so I ha- I keep like a little like gratitude journal for myself of, you know, I, I recorded this many episodes this month, because you know what, I had COVID one month and couldn't do that many, you know, and so it's like, Oh, great, we did, you know, six episodes this month. And, you know, that was great. And we had this many downloads. And, you know, I got this great testimonial. And, you know, and I try to keep track of all of these these things, you know, because when I'm sitting there beating myself up for like, oh, you didn't finish this yet. Oh, you didn't, you know, do that yet. Like, it's like, oh, no, look at look at how far this has come just this month, just this year, you know, right. I think it's so important that we do track little things like that. And because I mean, you every day, you know, some days are so much harder than others, especially being an entrepreneur and feeling like you have a 1000 things on your to do list. And if you could just see, you know, how much, how far you've gone in one month, three months, a year. I think we'd truly be amazed at ourselves if we actually looked at it, you know, kept track of it. Yeah. I just hit a cool milestone. So in the, so we're recording this at the end of July. So in, from January to July of this year, I've already had more podcast downloads than I did all of last year. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm like, this is very exciting. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is exciting. Well, that's, yeah, that, and that's encouraging too, because as you know, my, my podcast is fairly new, um, only a month old now. So, um, that's really encouraging to, to hear that. Yeah. I mean, it just, it keeps growing and, you know, snowballing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So other than just don't wait, are, is there any other tip that you would give to somebody who is, um, wanting to pursue their dream? From just a very like tactical standpoint, you know, just Google it, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, Google it. There's probably whatever you're stuck on. There's a YouTube video for that, you know, whether if it's a tech related thing, you know, like I, I didn't know any of this, you know, four years ago, I didn't know how to edit my own audio or, or put any of this out. And it's like, you just got to figure it out. And, and, you know, like, I believe that we're all capable of figuring these things out, you know, so just, yeah, just Google it. <laughs> You'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, that's so true. I know I am, <laughs> but I shared on an actual podcast uh, episode that was like, everything is figure outable, but I, for all the recording and editing and all that stuff, I didn't know any, how to do any of it whenever I recorded my first episode, but I was like, I'm going to put it on the calendar and I'm going to stick to this date and make it happen because it had been a dream for, you know, a year, year and a half. And I just hadn't hadn't made it happen because I was afraid of the tech. Yep. (laughs) Were you having like conversations in your head? Cause that I was like, that's how I really knew I had to start this podcast. Like I would be having whole like episode conversations. Yeah. In my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I use my notes phone or my notes on my phone all the time. And I had like, okay, here's 10 different episodes that I can yep. do. And I was like, I just need to get it done. And now with chat GPT, it makes it so much easier because I can at least put my idea in there and like write me an outline and then I just tweak it, you know? And so it helps a lot. So yeah, you can figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. 
What is one book or a podcast that's been very influential in your life? So for podcasts, I'd have to say Kathy Heller. Uh, I think she recently, it used to be called Don't Keep Your Day Job, which I just loved that. But I, I think she's changed the name of it now. And you can just look up Kathy Heller. Uh, and then for book, there's probably a lot of, there's a lot of them. I read a lot. Uh, I love the Jen Sincero books, the You Are a Badass. And I'm doing a book club right now for the money. She does one called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And it like really helps you with your money mindset and being able to put yourself out there. And then from like a personal development standpoint, there's a book called The Mountain Is You. I think it's by Brianna West. And that one really made an impact if you're somebody who like gets it stuck in your resistance or, you know, you you get so far and maybe self-sabotage is too strong a word, but then you, you start like, yeah, getting into that resistance, like that yeah. really helped me a lot with that. That's awesome. I will definitely have to check that out. I know personally, I am like pedal to the metal kind of person. And then I get busy and then I kind of like ease up and I'm like, well, that, I didn't, I'm not accomplishing what I wanted to get accomplished because I, I took my foot off the gas. Yeah. And lastly, uh, how can people find you? Sure. For podcast related things, you can go to aaronscottpodcasts.com. And for, for dog mom related things, it's aaronthedogmom.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. That was so informative. And, um, and it's just, it's really cool to see that what you, what you've put out into the universe. And I'm definitely going to be buying the journal because Tucker, uh, I think he has a grass allergy or something. I haven't been oh. able to figure it out yet. So I think that would help him. Well, wonderful. I'll send you a copy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it.